Have you ever come up with a dream or a goal and then immediately dismissed it because of a fear that you have? If so, then this episode is for you. This is Mario, and in today's episode, I'm going to share some insights from Tim Ferriss's Stoic Exercise and TED Talk about fear setting, why you should define your fears instead of your goals. And it's an important tool that will help us overcome the fear of making difficult uh, choices. So I recently shared my goal of publishing a podcast episode every single day for a year, and I wanted to share this exercise that I did about a year ago before even committing to pursuing uh, Endurify and podcasting and creating products. And uh, in, in yesterday's episode, I talked about a few fears that popped up as I've kind of embarked on this journey. And I think whether, we, whether or not we want to admit it, fear affects all of us. It impacts us every single day. It prevents us from speaking up in meetings, sharing our real feelings with, with other people, or signing up for an endurance event like a marathon, a triathlon, an Ironman, something that is new to us or something where the outcome is uncertain. And I've, I've heard it before. I've seen this, this, this quote where it's, fear is something that kills more dreams than failure ever could. And, you know, fear is just that, that very real thing that can halt you from pursuing your dream or from giving it your all like you should. And so this is something that, uh, is, is personal to me. Uh, cause when I first started to feel kind of this tug, uh, this calling to pursue, uh, starting my own thing, whether that's a business, uh, and serving others, I was excited, but at the same time I was uh, filled with a lot of fear. Uh, what would others say about this? Would other people judge me for trying something else? Uh, what if I fail? What if I waste my time? And I had tried a, a number of different ways to get over it with mixed results uh, until I found this exercise from Tim Ferriss called Fear Setting. And so Tim Ferriss is actually one of my absolute favorite uh, podcasts that I listen to. It's called The Tim Ferriss Show. Uh, and Tim Ferriss is an author, investor, podcaster, and he's referred to as the human guinea pig. Uh, but his show uh, is called The Tim Ferriss Show, and it's his job to uh, interview world-class performers from every area of life and to pull out and tease out the habits and routines uh, of them so that other people can apply it to their lives. And uh, one of his TED Talks is called Why You Should Define Your Fears Instead of Your Goals. And uh, he describes the stoic exercise of fear setting. And here's very quickly how it works. Uh, I'll first describe how it works, then I'm going to go into a little bit more detail after that. And so first what you do, it's a three-step process. And first, you define your fears. You list all of those things out. Um, next, you make a list of all of the benefits from taking action on that dream. And then third, you define the cost of inaction. So what are the costs of not pursuing what you want to pursue? And then at the end of that, you compare everything that you've learned from what you fear to what the benefits are to what are, what's the impact of doing nothing. And I was instantly intrigued by this because most of the time when you think about pursuing something, 
and then fears get in the way, you only focus on your fears. But you're missing two of those key elements that are part of this exercise, which are the benefits of taking that action, but also the cost of doing nothing. So let's explore which, what each of those looks like in a little bit more detail. So first, uh, this is a, a three-page uh, exercise, and that first page is all about fears. So what you do first is you list out what are the worst things that could happen? What are your fears? Make a column, list all of those out. Then for each of those things that are in the what are the worst things that could happen, you make a second column, which is prevent. How do I prevent each from happening? You list all of those out. And then in the third column, you put in uh, repair. If the worst happens, how could I repair it? So again, it's three columns on fears. The first is what are the worst things that could happen? The second is prevent. How do I prevent each from happening? And then the third is repair. If the worst happens, how could I repair it? And that's your first page on fears. Then you want to go to your second page, which is benefits. What are all of the possible benefits from taking this action? So what you want to do here is you want to make a list of all of the possible benefits if you're successful or even just partially successful. Um, I have a list of 10. Try and come up with as many possible benefits that you can. Fill up this page. So now that you've done the fears and the benefits, we're going to go to page three, which is the cost of inaction. In other words, uh, and so the question you should ask is, in other words, if I avoid doing this thing, what might I miss out on? So this is that, that fear of missing out, the FOMO. Um, and again, you're going to make three columns. Uh, the first column is a time period of six months. The second column is one year. And then the third column is three years. So what you want to do is you want to insert and include the exact date um, that is included or the exact date um, in each column. So uh, if you have your three columns, the first one is six months. It's what are the costs of inaction in this time period? Make a list of as many of those things as you can. The second is one year. What are the costs of inaction in this time period? Include that date. And what are the costs of inaction in this time period uh, in the third column for three years into the future? And then once you've done those, that three-page exercise, the fears, the benefits, and the costs of inaction, what you want to do is you just want to observe and compare what, uh, what you wrote down. How do the benefits and the costs of inaction compare to those fears? Um, if you go through this exercise, it, you'll probably see that your fears are real, but there are definitely things that you can do to A, prevent them from happening, and B, even if they do happen, you can still manage it and you can still get through it. So it's really not that big of a deal. That's the first thing. The second thing is you're probably going to be amazed by all of the benefits that 
could possibly come from even just trying something. Because the key here is it doesn't even need to be if you're successful. It can be if you're partially successful as well. And then when you get to the cost of inaction, you'll see all of the amazing things that you are going to miss out on if you do absolutely nothing. So that's kind of the exercise. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to actually walk you through a couple of my examples um, that, that I did uh, about a year ago from when I was first considering starting, uh, starting to pursue uh, my own thing, which is starting to uh, pursue Endurify, starting to build out products, starting to find my voice, and then ultimately uh, starting with this podcast. Um, so at the time, um, I was kind of, you know, dealing with a lot of those fears of what other people thought, what if I fail, what if I, uh, what will others think? And so I went through this uh, fear setting exercise and on the first page fears, uh, here's a couple of examples. What are the worst things that could happen? So this is from an actual, uh, the exercise that I did. I spent a ton of time on it and it's not valuable for other people. Okay. I don't want to waste my time. I want to make sure that the work that I'm doing is helpful for other people. So how could I prevent that from happening? I can research and focus uh, on the problems that people like myself have and then ask questions that are related to that. That's one thing that I could do to prevent that from happening. And then if the worst happens, how could I repair it? Well, if I am creating things and it's still not valuable for other people, is it valuable for me? Uh, yeah, that's still, uh, that's still something that, that is valuable. Um, and even if I haven't quite figured out what's valuable for other people yet, then I just need to figure out why that is and then figure out what elements of it are valuable and keep going and keep pursuing it. So here's another example. Um, I spend so much time of another example of a fear. I spend so much time on this that I ignore spending time with Emily and uh, Emily, my wife and uh, my family. And so how do I prevent this from happening? Um, I have Emily always come first, uh, comes first. I make daily walks and dinners a priority. And then this project uh, comes after that. And then let's jump ahead to repair. If the worst happens, how could I repair it? Well, I could just stop, uh, stop working on the podcast and stop doing it altogether for a, a short period of time and just focus on family. If it's becoming a problem, it's not worth risking uh, my most important relationships over. So that just gives you an, an example of how you can take a fear and work through defining it, preventing it, and repairing it. And after going through that, you can kind of see, oh, well, this isn't really that big of a deal. Um, I want to go through one other one. Um, I, so next fear, I spend so much time on this that I start doing a bad, bad job at, at HLT, which is my current position, and my projects start to slip. Um, prevent. How do I prevent each from happening? So priorities. It's just a matter of priorities. My wife comes first. Um, my, my, my job comes next, uh, fitness, and then this side project comes after that. I could also start slow at the beginning, uh, to really understand the time commitment before I dive all in, dive 
uh, all into it. And I can do a better job of planning out weeks and months to schedule time when I work on this project versus something else. Uh, repair. If the worst happens, how could I repair it? I could, again, I could take a break from uh, the podcast and uh, just focus on HLT or focus on other things. Um, or I could ask other members of my team to start doing more, have them take on more. And this could ultimately be a good thing because it can build up their skills um, in, addition to, uh, in addition to mine. So again, those are just a few quick examples. Uh, but the next part is the benefits. So I want to go through just a few benefits. What are all of the possible benefits from taking this action? Um, I get to ask questions that are relevant to me and will help me become the best version of myself. I will, you know, through the podcast, I would be able to build new relationships uh, with people who, um, with people that I enjoy. Um, I might get to meet some super interesting people through this, professional athletes, successful business owners, everyday people, who knows. Um, Other things, I'll develop new skills like public speaking, um, copywriting, storytelling, all of those things that could actually be helpful in my current job. Um, This could end up being super valuable for other people. Um, This could be a new calling. This could be a new business. This could ultimately lead to financial freedom. Uh, There's a bunch of other things that I put on here, but those are just a few that I wanted to highlight. Just tons of benefits. Try and fill up as much as you can on this page. Then uh, the last part of it is uh, the cost of inaction. So again, this is, you, this is where you want to ask yourself. In other words, if I avoid doing this thing, what might I miss out on? What might my life look like emotionally, physically, um, etc.? So what are the costs of inaction in this time period? Um, so at six months, I might find myself in the same position, kind of wanting to start something, but held back by fear and um, kind of feeling guilty that I'm not pursuing it. In one year, I think at the time, so I put, we'll have uh, a child and I won't have as much time to dedicate to uh, this side project. I may be drained emotionally or physically because of lack of sleep. Uh, next one, three years. What are the costs of inaction in this time period? By this point, um, things will be going well with the, with the current business and I might be faced with a decision to think about what I will want to do next. Will I still want to work there? Uh, what happens after that? Where do I go next? I need to start building towards the future. So that's just one example. Um, another one is six months. I put, if I don't do anything in six months, I'll be disappointed that I haven't started something uh, that can build towards a future life uh, with Emily. Uh, one year later, I might miss out on the potential impact I could have on others. Three years, m- also missing out on relationships and new opportunities that other things provide. And my self-identity will become one where I come up with good ideas, but I never act on them because I'm scared. That was a big one for me is just thinking about the emotional uh, cost of not doing anything. So again, uh, that is kind of walking through the cost of inaction. So the last part of it is just trying to compare and draw conclusions from seeing the fears 
the benefits and the cost of inaction. And so what I realized is the potential fears or downside is like a one to three out of 10 out of a 10, whereas the potential benefits are like an eight or a nine or a 10. And what it what it made me realize is the cost of inaction is no longer an option for me. Doing nothing is not an option. Um, And after going through this exercise, it gave me that confidence, it gave me that clarity, it gave me that direction to take that first step and that next step um, closer to my dreams. And that's why I wanted to walk through this exercise today. And I want to bring it back to you because it's that first question that I asked. So what is what is that dream that you have that you haven't taken action on yet? Are you thinking about signing up for a race in 2020 or 2021? Maybe it's an Ironman, a half Ironman, a marathon, a half marathon, a 5K, a 10K. I don't know what it is, but maybe you've always thought about signing up for an endurance event or a race, but you've been held back by, oh, I'm not, an in- I'm not a runner. I'm not a swimmer. I'm not a biker. I don't have a bike. I don't know how to swim. I don't know where I would go. All of those fears, all of those uncertainties, maybe those are holding you back. But what I want you to do is I want you to pick something that you've wanted to do and go through this exercise. It doesn't even need to be with the endurance events. Maybe it's that you want to start to write a book or start a podcast like this. Doesn't matter what it is. Pick something do this exercise and identify the fears, the benefits, and the costs of inaction. And I guarantee you will be amazed by the results and by the way that you feel after going through this exercise. And if you want, I would love to hear what your results are and uh, what conclusions you draw after that. So just go ahead and text me 608-770-3437. That is my actual number. I would love to hear from you. Um, Or if you have any questions on how to do this exercise, I actually have a a Google Doc, which is just a template for this uh, because I've done it a couple of different times. And um, yeah, I would love to, to share that with you. So that's what I have for you today. I hope this served you and I hope you have an amazing day.